Because we think that if we slow down, we're going to lose out. And often we think we're going to lose out on the currency of the world. We're going to lose out on opportunities. We're going to lose out on what God's calling us to do. We're going to lose out on money. We're going to lose out. We got to push, 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 perform, perform, perform. But God flips it. And he says, the kingdom is not rush. It's rest. And in order to get the currency of the kingdom, which is Jesus, it's receive. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Trevor Talks. I'm your host, Trevor Tyson, and I'm so stoked that you are joining us today. And if you just stumbled upon this podcast or whatever, I'm always the host. You know, unless I get beat up and somebody steals my RSS feed, Elon Musk or Trump make a valuable offer and want to buy the show, then I'll consider selling it. But for now, we're going to stick with Trevor Talks on Life Audio. We love Life Audio. Be sure to go check them out at lifeaudio.com. As usual, this episode is brought to you by them, and we love them so much, and I'm super stoked for today's guest. This guest is one that I'm going to have a hard time explaining because I think his last name is Jewish, but it's it might not be so we'll figure that out today's guest has become a good friend of mine over the past year and even has his own podcast out now he's a writer and a speaker from southern california and the host of questions with Caden podcast which is now streaming on all audio platforms and youtube we've got Caden fabrizio on the show today fabrizio what's up bro what's going on bro dude i'm just like this fabrizio name is jewish Fabrizio. It's Italian, brother. It's not Jewish. It's Italian. Not Jewish. I didn't Italian. actually we think it was Jews. Jewish. We love the Jews. We do. We love you. Bro, actually, the uh, first ad that ever ran <laughs> on Questions with Caden was <laughs> www.supportthejews.org. And, and I was like, hey. You know, we're um, all for it. We're all for we're it. We're all for it. Thank you for supporting for the show. Support the Jews. Um, and you know what? I hear so much about Jewish culture on comedy podcasts that I just had to bring it into this. I'm like, you know what? I'm not that funny, so I'll just take a uh, little note out of uh, Whitney Cummings and Tom Segura's book and accuse you of being Jewish. So do you want to explain that for us? Yeah. I will accept all the great virtues of the Jewish culture as well as our Lord and Savior who is technically – unfortunately, I'm Italian, not Jewish. Yeah, unfortunately, you're Italian. Uh, when it comes to Italian, what's it looking like on the food menu? You good at cooking oh, some ravioli? We got some spaghetti in there. What you got? So my dad, he cooks this sauce, and uh, every year for oh dad, dad, I, I'm I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm getting there. But my dad, he'll cook this sauce three thing on the stove, and uh, adding his little touches. And by the end, Trev, it'll change your life, dude. It's so good. I'm game. And just first and foremost, like, I'm grateful that we finally get to circle back and do an episode together. It's been quite a minute. We met each other in Nashville last year through our good homie Ben Bennett, which I'm repping his shirt right now. Y'all should go check that out at resolutionmovement.com. Let's go. Go get a shirt. It comes with, uh, like, a pamphlet or something, which is dope, or some sort of resource that's pretty sick. So y'all should go check that out at resolutionmovement.com. But, yeah, like, I'm super stoked we get to circle back, do a show. It's been probably going on a year now that we've been connecting your show just launched season two which i'm excited about i was just listening to your episode with miss murphy a second ago and i'm like okay there's a new show on the block in life audio yeah bro that episode with elise murphy we did was 
It was incredible. This season two has been really what God has done from season one to season two has, is blowing my mind with the stuff that the Dorsey's opened with um, being able to film in studio and then being able to film with um, life audio and because of you and our relationship. It's just, it's been incredible, bro. The, the first season we've done a lot of amazing content with some great people and I'm super pumped for what's coming really. What is coming really? I don't know if I can what share. No, I uh, can't share. We got, <laughs> we've got merch coming out. Coming out here pretty soon, which will be really nice. exciting. I have to send you some stuff, T. Um, Come on. And we got uh, some awesome guests coming on, um, which I don't know if I can say yet. Just give us one or two. Okay, we got Maddie Pruitt coming on the podcast this year. <laughs> Come on. We've got go. um, come on somebody. Uh, we potentially have a little Cody Carnes coming on the podcast oh. later this year. Oh, oh so we got go. some great guests, dude. And honestly, that's a big shout out to you, bro. You've you've poured into this podcast so much and it wouldn't be where it is without you for real. So thank you. It's honestly one of those things where you see someone that just has this gift and this calling on their life and you're like, dude, I'm going to I got to do something. We've got to make this happen. Like, I'm just stoked that. Like looking back over the past year, growing our relationship, becoming friends, you never asked for a thing. And to see like the work that you've put in, the questions with Caden um, in the previous season, then now going into this season, you're getting bigger guests, you're in studio. This is actually the first episode I've recorded in this like little nook here in the studio. So like I'm going on from like, I don't, I don't want to be behind a desk anymore. I feel like I'm compressing myself and yeah I, I don't know it's just been a while in that one spot so i'm like you know what we're gonna have a little sofa or whatever you want to call this thing in good old georgia you know we're gonna make oh, it happen so i enjoy banter i enjoy having conversations trevor talks has i think like um uh, when this comes out, maybe 117, 118 episodes. So it's been oh. a long little journey, you know, and to see someone coming in and do, coming out of left field, like, okay, we're going to do the YouTube thing up front. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It was very encouraging to me. And one thing that I specifically haven't gotten to dive in with you on a personal level is actually hearing your story. Like, I know you're a nerd, like you graduated from Liberty, like all that crap <laughs> yeah. uh, that people do to get like theology degrees and stuff. Or Um, or whatever it just says what it is but i would love to just dive into your story and hear like okay this kid's a fabrizio he's italian he's in the mafia like where did all this stuff start for you yeah that's actually funny you said he's in the mafia we found a photo after my grandpa passed and he it was it was him and al pacino bro and we're like what is this al pacino and everyone's like it kind of looks like him and we're like (laughs) Everyone's just kind of looking at the photo like, what was grandpa into, bro? Like super, super random. But no, dude, I, um, I grew up, I grew up a believer in a Christian home with, uh, amazing parents who, um, without them, I would not be where I am today. Um, but if you listen to the first episode of, of my podcast for season two, you, you knew that I didn't enjoy church. I didn't enjoy the Christian culture. I didn't enjoy any of those things, but Um, God always had his hand on my heart. And so most of my life I was chasing, um, really like worldly external success and things. I played tennis most of my life. Um, I was homeschooled to play tennis six hours a day, tournaments on the weekends. 
Um, and my life goal was to make something of myself by striving, working hard, um, and by chasing really what the world would call success. And when I was a freshman in college, um, I ended up getting injured. I had three wrist surgeries. Tennis career fell down the toilet. Um, but I actually met Jesus. And mm. what ended up happening in that time when really what you what I thought my life was over is my life really just started. And um, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that changed my life and called me into the stuff I'm doing now, which is telling people about Jesus with my life. And um, that that kind of story, I think a lot of people can relate to because I think a lot of people in their life, they try and find like a lane. They try and find a route that God's called them into. Um, but what they really do is they lace it with things that are going to make them look successful in the world instead of just having it, trying to have an encounter with the Lord, trying to meet Jesus actually, and then learning what it is he's really calling you towards. And oftentimes he flips the script and it doesn't look like anything you thought it was going to look like, but he still blows your mind with what he calls you into. And so that's, that's really like a 30,000 foot view of my story and what God did with me. But um, it's crazy to, to think now I'm on Trevor Talks podcast talking about what God has done in my life and um, with, a, with a good friend of mine that when I met a year ago in Nashville, I was just like, I like this guy. And I didn't know really what was going to come of it. But uh, I got to take a moment and say this. You are such an answer to prayer for me, bro, because the things that uh, are happening in Questions with Caden in my life this year are, I would say, widely from our friendship and like you said, I, I never had that intention, but I was praying for all these things. I was praying for a network. I was praying for a studio. Shout out you and me media, if I can do that real fast. You and me. Um, come on. And I was praying for those things. And almost all in within a couple days, Trevor hits me up, gets me on the network. Uh, studio falls into place. Um, so I just want to thank you, bro, for who you are, your friendship to me and how you've poured into me and loved me, man. It's, it's a blessing for real. Dude, I'm just grateful to be a part. I remember when we met, uh, I think it's called the foundry or something, some sort of like, yeah, uh, in Nashville, right? it's like court. the packing house. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like the, I don't even know. I think we had like uh Mexican food or something and yeah, it was like, yeah, it was tacos. Like, yeah. Tacos. That's what it was. But here's the thing you and uh, two other homies bust in and I don't know what you guys look like or anything. Ben's like, yeah, my guys are coming to meet. And I'm like, all right, he's got a posse coming. Cool. He's over there getting Thai food. I'm like, y'all busting, like looking like a boy band. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, would you invite the Backstreet Boys? He's like, bro, you don't know them. Like, don't don't say things like that. And the first thing comes out of my mouth and I'll get there. I'm like, y'all want a boy band? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you walk up and you go, hey, man, y'all want a boy band or what? And I died, bro. I was like, that's so good. And unbeknownst to me like the two other ones are musicians right yeah 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 Yeah, connor <laughs> and micah are both musicians dude it was so funny and those two guys are extremely good looking guys too so they just made me look better but like connor looks like a like a supermodel he looks like and Mike, Sam Hunt. what's the like, other one's name micah with the mullet yeah, micah i was gonna say micah but i didn't want to butcher it but i was like dang he's over here morgan walling it out yeah. you're trying to be a friggin Wahlberg or something <laughs> and Dude, like, what the heck? So it ended up being just a casual, cool conversation, but it's just funny. I, neither one of us knew, like, we were going to connect there. We didn't know anything about each other. I'm like, all right, this dude looks like he could be, like, a televangelist or <laughs> a radio host. Like, my radio host, you'd have to live stream it, too, because nobody just wants to hear you. They're like, dang, I need to see Cade and the dude's in a hat. 
And um, this, thing, I, this is what happens when you watch too much Yellowstone. You ended up in a hat <laughs> like this. Dude, Yellowstone is like a key factor of everyone's life here in Georgia, except for me. I could care less. <laughs> that's because all like, you care about is screamo music, bro. And it's, that's not, it's true. Not in, it's not in Yellowstone. Let's let's look at some of the things I do with my life. What we got up here, <laughs> P.O.D., Five Finger Death Punch, Corn, uh, Under Oath. <laughs> just super off-brand for anything that has to do with like, Yellowstone. <laughs> I could care less about Yellowstone. And no shade on Yellowstone if y'all hey. ever need like a... Uh, someone to play a podcast host or a news reporter i got you i'll wear a hat i will do it i'm usually in plaid which is a key thing in the western culture it's true and unbeknownst to me apparently the canadians do it too so i was doing kingdom core podcast like i think last week is when it came out and i'm still getting used to these in-ears guys so if i keep playing with them i have oh, a love-hate relationship with them. that's Bro. big it's big. We're going places. I'm finally going to be huge. able to not have like a cord dangling and stuff. You got a roast joke for this or something? I, I don't. Not today. Oh. Get with the program. Trevor wants to be a screamo artist so bad. <laughs> I do want to be a screamo artist so bad. Shout out so to bad. Uh, the goats in screamo. Tommy Green with Holy Name. Nick Daddy Wolves at the Gate. Maddie Mullins, Memphis Mayfire. Uh, my boy Alec Gregory got some cool stuff coming. So much good screamo coming, dude. I'm going to educate you on it. I don't know anything you just said, but I support you and I love you. Thank and you. So I'm here Thank for you it. so much. Yeah. Choose to live. I think uh, World Suicide Prevention Day, September 10th, 2023. We're going to come back with the biggest lineup yet. You heard it here first. That's it's going to be it's going to be crazy, though. Um, I want to dive into something specific with you, and it's a rabbit trail thing because I've got ADHD or ADD. One of them doctors uh, haven't diagnosed me. I formally diagnosed myself based me off too. of word of mouth. Um, suicide prevention, faith and uh, mental health. Are these? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Like things that you've encountered within yourself or someone else in your life, or what has that journey looked like for you when it comes to learning the intersection of faith and mental health? Yeah, man, I think it's really interesting. No one's ever asked me that question. So it's cool to get to like kind of share some stuff I walked through. So um, it's funny. I have this peace tattoo um, right here. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, um, and it's, it's the, the second best way to Kingdom ever. song. Hey, shout out Franny. Uh, even though she didn't text us back, shout out Franny. Um, Dude, shout out to Franny. Learn to check your phone. Fran. Come Winter on, Franny. Hey, Franny, if, <laughs> if you're listening, go ahead and answer. 
Uh, <laughs> or should we hit up your agent? Anyway, so I got this piece <laughs> tattoo when I was um, – it's like friends don't hit up friends' agents, bro. Just like text us. Um, oh, dude. I love Jacqueline, though. She's the best. I'll hit her shout, up. Shout out Jacqueline. Like, I don't even know who that is. Surefire um, Media, though. The goats. So I got this piece tattoo, and I was a sophomore in college. Uh, actually, maybe I was a junior in college. And um, it was my second tattoo ever. And I got this piece tattoo. And at the time, my excuse was that I just wanted uh, to be reminded uh, that Jesus is peace. Um, but the reality is actually I look back now and I realize what was actually happening in my life was I had no peace and I was struggling with anxiety and I was um, what I can look back now and see was the beginning of me starting to struggle with um, anxiety and social anxiety. And um, that was a journey that I went on for probably the next three and a half, almost four years after that. Um, and what I realize now is I look back and I go, me getting this peace tattoo was me just wanting to experience a little bit of peace because what I didn't realize was that I had none. And the problem was, is I was, I was living a life that I was never called to live. I was in a relationship I shouldn't have been in. I was making decisions I shouldn't have. I was chasing things once again, that weren't what God uh, was calling me to do. And I realized that I had no peace. And so I look back on that peace tattoo now and I go, wow, that was, that was really the start of me trying to search for something that was going to um, let me let this anxiety flee and let me experience peace. But what I ended up realizing once, um, really, I finally stepped into what God had been calling me to. I finally stepped into an intimate relationship with Jesus, finally surrendered my life, is that oftentimes we want peace to be the absence of something in our life. We want peace to be the absence of anxiety. We want peace to be the absence of war. We want peace to be the absence of chaos. But peace is not the absence of something. It's the presence of someone. And what I realized is that what true peace was is the presence of Jesus in my life. And so when I finally started to seek Jesus, I finally started to chase after him. I decided like, I want transformation in my life. Like I'm not an anxious person. I'm not a person that struggles to be in rooms with people. I love people. I'm outgoing. I enjoy being around people. Why am I anxious? I realized it's because I did not have the presence of someone with me, Jesus. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to say, I need a lack of something. I need a lack of anxiety in my life. I need a lack of this. I need a lack of that. And what you do when you're looking for a lack is you end up trying to fill. So I was buying as many shoes as I could. And I was putting down a new order on a Ford Bronco. And I was trying and I was doing as much as I could to try and fill the void that I had in my life. But what I really needed, I I just needed someone. And that someone was Jesus. And so I finally, um, really two and a half years ago, I surrendered my life, re-surrendered my life to Jesus and said, uh, God, I, I got distracted and um, I, I need to meet you and I need to know who you really are. And I finally stepped into an intimate relationship with Jesus and my peace actually became him. Mm. Um, and that's that was, I mean, really, like I look back now and I go, I, I didn't know that I struggled with anxiety until you look back now and you go, dude, you were a mess. You were an absolute wreck. You couldn't get in a room with people you loved, you know, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's crazy to see how God can can heal that story um, and heal that chapter of your story when you just surrender to him and actually meet who he is. Dude, it's 
I didn't know that you went through that. And that's a huge part of my story is like, I was always a super outgoing guy, Mm -hmm. always wanting to talk with somebody, never met a stranger around 2016. Like all that started to crumble for some reason. I would not even like be able to go to church, go Mm -hmm. eat with friends at my favorite restaurants, like skipping out on weddings. (laughs) Like I couldn't do anything anything nor the rest to a podcast so mind you prior to that i was touring doing the whole speaking thing evangelistic stuff and i shut it all down and started working a full-time job um now there was fruit that came out of that season like being able to purchase a home and do things that you can't necessarily do um when you own a business like right off the bat because you have to have certain um financial stability like marks or whatever to be able to get a mortgage and so like i don't regret that season um i don't believe in regretting like oh man like i if i could go back i would change that like everything is going to line up like does everything happen with a purpose specifically Eh, but can it all things can work together though right absolutely and like going from that kid that could like i would pull into church for like small group walk inside the door mind you i'd get there late to where i didn't have that weird casual like just "Eh, how you doing type stuff i'd walk in hear service going on and walk out and go back home like i just couldn't i couldn't contain what was happening in my body nor the less like i didn't even acknowledge that it was anxiety until about two years after that Mm -hmm. so when you yeah like you compress that stuff and it takes over your life and then you're like wow I have at the time in my head, I'm like, man, I wasted so much time. But now I'm like, okay, I needed to learn how to approach this. Mm -hmm. I needed to learn how to live with this. And I needed to realize that the healing isn't going to come from me. And chasing peace and chasing comfort in Christ is the only thing I can do. Am I a perfect person? No. Do I sin on a daily basis? Yeah. Do I have one of the biggest mouths of the South? arguably yes like yellowstone (laughs) probably would hire me arguably yes Yes. um and then like going to nashville for a season and learning like oh dude like not the place for me um Yeah. yeah like all of these things are stepping stones so for you like going through that season of social anxiety and such are you like me in the sense i'm like i can now relate with a whole demographic of people that nobody really seems to understand they think they're just trying to get attention based off of anxiety and stuff and it's like no like these people are being honest with you and they're being vulnerable like entrusting you with something that they're experiencing in their life instead of oh just go run it off get in the gym do this do that why not just give it a shot and listen listen to what's going on yeah you know what i think I really got to learn. I really got to see because I can look back now and I can go. And let me just say this. First of all, if you are struggling with anxiety, you're listening to this. If you're struggling with social anxiety, there's healing for you. Like Jesus is our great physician. And you can look at somebody like me and you can look at someone like Trev and say, we're healed. And anxiety is not who I am. Social anxiety is not who I am. And I can confidently say I haven't experienced it in the last two and a half years. Wow. Um, but what I have been able to see now is is I'm able to look um, at people, like you said, and see something different because it's easy for someone to look at someone like me for most of my life or someone like you, Trev, who's outgoing, who loves people, 
um, and they go, oh, there's nothing going on in there. You know, there's nothing happening. And it's easy to look at a lot of people in our lives and just kind of ignore what's going on or not think there is anything going on just because what is going on is internal. And so for me, I've really been able to look at um, people in my life that, uh, you know, that are struggling and kind of see through the cloud and the smoke and kind of look into what is going on in their lives and say, and have a new understanding kind of for what those people are going through and saying like, hey, this person is going through something. That's why they did they did this. Or that's why they treated so-and-so the way they did. Or that's why they canceled plans. Or that's why they, that's why they didn't want to. And you can kind of start to go, oh, I get it because I lived it. Like I understand what you're going through. And I understand like just run it off isn't going to work. And I understand that uh, maybe you need to talk to somebody. And I understand. So I was able to gain a new perspective really for what that looks like. But I was also able to gain a perspective of of some practical tools to um, allow to, to give to people to help them through something like that. Like you said, don't run it off. I, I mean, I'm a very big believer that um, being healthy plays into your um, your anxiety and your mental health. Like you've been you've been doing those ice baths, and those ice baths have been proven to be um, amazing for mental health and physical health. So for me, um, two and a half years ago, at the same time when the Lord um, an intimate relationship with the Lord actually began, I, I started getting in the gym and mm. I started um, caring about what I was eating. And I started caring about what I put in my body, how much time I spent in the gym, um, what kind of products I was using. I cared about everything. And from me starting to care about my physical health and my spiritual health, my mental health improved. Mm. And that's a hundred percent true. Like physical and mental health work hand in hand. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost baffling to me that people still think that like anxiety, depression, all these things are choices. Yeah. It's, it's wild at this point, especially within the church. Um, uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it controversial or not, mostly the Southern Baptist church. Um, and I've seen it firsthand. I live in the Bible belt, live in Georgia. Um, <laughs> I have been to churches in the past few months where they're still talking about uh, depression being a choice and such. And it's like, are you guys kidding me? Yeah. And you look at like uh, people that grew up in the church, grew up Southern Baptist, and they hear someone like me and they see someone like me wearing skinny jeans and not the normal person in the South. And they're like, oh, he's pretty in touch with his feelings. Like, uh, that's interesting. And then a few years later, they come back and circle back with you and let you know, like, hey, I heard you talking about going through anxiety. I didn't know what I was going through. I didn't know why I couldn't go on a date without puking first. Mm -hmm. um, I was struggling with anxiety. There is no formula for who's going to have it, who's going to develop it, when it's going to approach you, uh, if you're going to have panic attacks, whatever it is. Sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. for me, it's not really a worry triggered thing. I'll just start randomly having panic attacks. And that's hard. And it's still something I deal with to this day. And it, it doesn't get easier. But what does get lighter is the burden on me to try to have it together all the time. I know that with me being open, I if I am have plans and I need to like push back a little bit, maybe even reschedule, that's okay. 
it's okay to do those things. You need to have grace for yourself. You can't just yeah. perform like a circus monkey every single like moment of the day. And yeah. just circling back into your story, do you feel like you were in that season, like feel like you had to perform for people to a certain extent? Like totally. I know yeah, that you, I have. Yeah, you know, you read my mind. I think um, I realized I came from a big like performance um, equaled like success background. Mm, me too. Um, be, being an athlete, being someone who um, my dream was to be a professional athlete, like that is um, – and what, what my life was centered around was train so I can perform. If I don't perform, I lose, which means I failed. So everything in my life started to become this, uh, this perform and this performance aspect of like if Caden isn't on, if Caden's not this, if Caden's not that, he failed. And uh, what I realized is it started to kind of leak into everything. At the time, I was doing um, mostly um, fashion influencing, and um, I was, you know, my my priority was just creating content that now I'm like, kill me. But it's like it's like creating content <laughs> that's like about my shoes and about stuff like that. And and I and I started gaining a following on Instagram, and I started um, you know entering into this space of of an online creator and. It, with that came this this pressure of performance to be this person that lived up to um, the people that were watching, you know, the people that mm -hmm. were clicking, the people that were um, interested, you know. And, and if if something I posted didn't do well, it it would affect me. And if something I posted did did great, it would affect me. And so what I realized is I started getting in this performance. It, it stemmed from 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 sports and ended up in my real life. And I had to kind of allow the Holy Spirit to break those walls down and be like, hey, you don't have to perform for anything. You don't have to perform for my love. You don't have to perform for the gifts I've given you. You don't have to perform for the doors that are going to open. What you have to do instead of trying to perform to get something is trying to is, is receive something. Mm. And that that revelation changed my life when I realized that. The kingdom of God is, is, is opposites. Like Jesus flips the world, the paradigm of the world upside down. And he says, um, to live, you have to die. Mm. And, and what he says here is, is when the world tells you to, to rush, I tell you to rest. And when the world tells you to strive to get, I tell you to slow down and receive. And I saw this, it's funny, I saw this thing on Instagram today. It said that Amazon did a study and they, what they found is that if they slowed down for one second, they would lose $1.6 billion. I believe and I it. think what's funny about that is often we think the same way that Amazon thinks. We think that if we slow down, we're going to lose out. And often we think we're going to lose out on the currency of the world. We're going to lose out on opportunities. We're going to lose out on what God's calling us to do. We're going to lose out on money. We're going to lose out. We got to push, 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 perform, perform, perform. But God flips it. And he says, the kingdom is not rush. It's rest. And in order to get the currency of the kingdom, which is Jesus, it's receive. Mm. And so when you're, when you're, in this pattern and you're in the pattern of performance and you're in the pattern of, I got to do more. I got to be better. I got to strive for this. I got to perform here. I got to look like I got it all together. Even with my friends, even with my family, even what you're doing is you're saying, I need to outwork God. But the truth is you need to receive what God has already done because God already has opportunities for you. 
God already has an amazing life for you. God already has freedom for you. He already has fullness for you, and he already has hope for you. And you Mm. don't have to do anything except receive it. And when I realized that revelation, it changed my entire life because I went from performing for something to receiving something. And it's a simple, Lord, can I just have what you have for me? Holy Spirit, would you just allow me to be aware of the fact that I'm already loved. I'm already whole. I'm already called. And there's nothing that I can do to disrupt that. Dude, that's so good. And the wild thing is like, I've been a Christian my whole life, but that's still something that I struggle with. Like, got to have it all together. Got to be doing this. Got to be doing that. If I don't do this, this person's going to be upset. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really is like being in a circus, like mentally. It's uh, in my life, like with that mentality, that hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind mentality. Like it's put me in the hospital. It's uh, laid me out of work for weeks. Like it, it's dangerous. And I don't know the formula to fix that yet. So like, I don't offer any kind of like, uh, let me teach you how to get out of it. Uh, things that have worked for me, like you mentioned earlier, polar plunging. So ice baths are a huge thing for me. Absolutely love them daily thing. Highly recommend it. Getting out in some fresh air, even if you just go for like a 30 minute walk, 15 minute walk, whatever it may be. You just have to take like steps to get yourself out of these ruts. And they're not all going to be physical steps. Are you going to sit down and pray and meditate on God's word? Like, are you going to simply have some time with him? Are you simply going to sacrifice 10, 15 minutes of your day to just sit still, shut up, turn your phone off and be quiet? Like, that's hard for me. Trevor talks. It's, it's a statement. It's not a show name. Like all I do is run my mouth. So shutting, (laughs) shutting up is hard for me. I should change the name to Caden. Caden can't shut up. That's what Kaden I mean. can't shut up. Well, there's uh, somebody asked me the other day. They're like, I didn't know you started another podcast. I said, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, there's a, I saw your show. Trevor talks too much. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> that is not me. But it's a very clever name. Um, uh, yeah. Shout out to that guy. Uh, it's pretty shout dope. Out, shout out that uh, one guy. That one guy. Uh, he's on that uh, Good Mythical Morning uh, podcast network. I'm not sure what it's called, but uh, they've got a lot more uh, subscribers than we do. So praise God for them. Good for, um, them. <laughs> good for them. Performance, performance. Yeah, that's what we're here to Perform do. for the numbers. Lord. Yeah. But bro, like so many people struggle with these things and they're working to get out of it. You mentioned earlier some tips and things that you've applied to your life to get out of those mental health ruts. What advice would you have for people that are listening that may be in that same season themselves right now? Yeah, man. I think I'd say, I think first of all, I'd say like I'm not, uh, I'm not like the foremost expert. On oh, you could play a doctor getting, on TV, but when yeah, it comes to expert, I, yeah, nah. Not the expert. What I know is what's worked for me. And it, just because it's worked for me doesn't mean it may not work for you. Um, I do believe that there's some things I'm going to share that will work for you because they have to do with the Holy Spirit. Um, but the first thing, um, I'll get practical. So I'll, let's talk about the natural and then we'll talk about the supernatural because we can control the natural. Um, and then we just have to let God do the supernatural and add it to our natural. So for me, the first thing was, um, caring for my body. So getting in the gym when I did not want to at all, I spent my entire life working out 
trying to uh, be as healthy as I could. And after that stopped, I did not want to get in the gym. I did not want to care for myself. I did not want to eat healthy. I did not want to work out. I didn't want to do another squat. I didn't want to run another thing. I didn't want to lift anything heavy. But I forced myself um, because one of my friends, shout out uh, Seth Nottingham, was like, hey, man, you should come try and do CrossFit with me. And um, shout out CrossFit. I went to do CrossFit. Shout out CrossFit. This will not be a CrossFit ad, I promise. I'm not that guy. We're going to um, cut this out. I hate CrossFit. I'm just kidding. every time I say CrossFit, it's a beep. beep. <laughs> you, didn't, you don't know this actually, but Trev, every t- if you join a CrossFit gym, you actually, they tell you, you have to talk about CrossFit of uh, one third of your conversations. It's in the contract. So that's why everyone talks about it. But um, uh, so God. I started doing CrossFit <laughs> and I started out initially doing CrossFit because I just wanted a friend invited me to go and I was like, I'm kind of getting fat. And what I realized is Going to CrossFit and experiencing small wins every single day by pushing myself gave me uh, a little bit of, uh, of relief in what was going on in my life. Then when I started stepping into CrossFit and taking care of my body and getting active, I started realizing maybe I should start caring about what I'm eating. So I started eating cleaner, which gave me better energy, which made me feel better, which made me want to go work out more. Then when I started eating better and I started um, – I started working out a ton. I started caring about what kind of things I was using. Was I using natural products? Was everything going to make me um, feel better? Was it going to was it going to affect me in the long term? And I started to care about full body health. Full. And what I kept telling people is, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I wasn't trying to um, get super ripped. I was just trying to be the healthiest I could be. And that meant physically, spiritually, and mentally. So I started there. I started physically, and then I then. The spiritual element came, and I started having this relationship with the Lord that really looked like seeking and getting to know who he was. And it wasn't just open the Bible for five minutes, read the Bible, and leave. It was read the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, and sit with him, and talk with him, and plea with him, and cry with him, and begin to realize that Jesus is not just a distant God. He is your friend. He is your savior. Like he cares that you're anxious. Like he cares that you're lonely. Like he cares that you're sad. Like he's not this God that's going, well, I don't get it. The Bible says that in Hebrews, it says that he understands our trials because he was tested in every single way. We have a God that understands us and understands who we are. So starting to spend time with him and going, you get me, you get why I'm anxious you get why I'm sad. You get why I'm going through what I'm going through. So let me tell you about it and laying it out and letting him receive what you have and then pour out his love and his love is healing. And then my third and final thing that I would say, and I think that this is something that's um, maybe contrary to what we believe a lot is I think the lie that the enemy likes to tell us when we're anxious or when we're struggling is that we need to find a way to get comfortable. And so oftentimes we're looking for anything in our life to be comfortable. So um, we find um, a job that we stay in, in this rut, even though we're not that happy and it's comfortable. Or we find a a way of eating, you know, like uh, it's not that healthy, but it's comfortable. Or maybe we drink a little too much. It's it's not that good, but it's comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is that my comfort was actually crushing me. Dang. And so when I was um, when I was a kid, I don't know if you'd like get this from looking at me, but I I grew up in like the woods. My dad loved camping and fishing. Like 
camping fishing enthusiast. So our family vacations were literally let's pack up a trailer and go to like the rem- the most remote, desolate place we could find in the wilderness and camp there for like two weeks. Like Trev, no running water, no electricity. Like let's go. We would we would fish for what we ate. Like let's go in the woods and experience like real, real, real. Like this wasn't this was not vacation. This was survival. And uh, I know it's now, survival. Like, yeah. And the fact that like you're wearing your camping outfit right now, we all knew that you were a camper with that. That's good. That's the vibe I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give that manly man <laughs> vibe, even if it's even if we're gonna do it really hard. This episode's brought to you by uh, Hard Labor Creek State Park. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this episode's brought to you by REI. REI. Uh, so, <laughs> So, I mean, I grew up camping, bro. I grew up in, in the woods. And I remember there was this one time um, we had got this thing so dialed, bro. I don't know if you've ever been camping, but. Oh, I've first, been camping. The Shout first out to my dad. camping, bro, it's it's work. Like, you got to get the campsite ready to live in it for the next two weeks. Not me. It's not, it's not like, oh, you, you are you roughing it out there? Nah, I ain't roughing it. Somebody else can handle it. Yeah. If See, you that, drag me out that far, I ain't doing nothing else. That was my job, Trev. So yeah. we would, we'd roll up. We'd park the trailer, and then our family would disperse to try and get this site ready for us to live in. Did y'all set tents up? Nah, bro. We had a camper, um, but you had to set everything else up. So one of my jobs was actually, while my dad was unhooking the camper, was to get underneath (laughs) the camper and crank down the supports that hold up the camper. And you you gotta know, I was seven, eight, nine, like... It's actually a very important job, and I don't know why they gave it to the nine-year-old because that's not very smart. So, and it was yeah. hard for me, dude. Like, it was really hard to, as a nine-year-old, to crank down supports that held up a trailer. And so, I remember um, over the course of the years that we were doing this, consistently trying to find ways to make this more comfortable for myself. So I would like, I would crank down the trailer, and I would first, I tried like on both of my knees, but then often you'd be on like rocks and stuff, and it would be hurting you. And I tried like squatting. I even brought a chair one time and it just didn't work. I couldn't get the leverage. And then one day we, we were up in the Sierra mountains. Um, shout out the Sierras. I love them. And, uh, we pulled into our spot. I hopped out of the truck and for some reason I decided maybe I'll just sit down with my legs, like sprawled underneath the trailer this time. And maybe that'll be the comfortable way that I can get these supports down. So I started literally sitting on my butt with my legs underneath the 2000 ton trailer and I started to crank down the supports. And my dad, uh, I, I think this is the Holy Spirit, really looks at me and goes, Kate, get up. That's not safe. And I'm not like typically a good listener, especially not at nine years old. And I decided, I was like, all right, fine, I'll get up. And as I went to get up, the trailer hitch snapped off the truck. And the 2,000-ton trailer like pummeled into the ground. I was barely, it missed me by inches. It threw me back like six feet from the force of it hitting the ground. And it literally almost killed me or at least took off my legs. And I tell you that story because it literally in that moment, my comfort almost crushed me. Dude. And what we find a lot of the times when we are in these states of anxiety, of stress, of fear, of worry, we're searching for things for comfort, but they're just crushing us. Because the only comfort that is ever going to actually, actually be comfort, comfort for us is Jesus. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the comforter, the helper. And so my last encouragement for you is get rid of the things in your life that are comfort. 
Get rid mm. of the alcohol. Get rid of the weed. Get rid of the pornography. Get rid of the the bad eating. Get rid of the sitting on the couch and binge watching Netflix until your brain turns to mush. Get rid of those things because they're not providing you comfort. They're just crushing you. And step into a relationship with Jesus and let him be your comfort. It doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. It doesn't mean you're not going to be stressed out or anxious at times. You got to remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God let them walk into the fire, but he met them in there. And so you may still struggle. You may still be in those spaces where you're going, I'm feeling anxious. But when you call on the comfort of Jesus, things change. You see, now would be a good time to be like, ah, man, that was such a good word. Like, thank y'all for tuning in, but I got another one for you, okay? Hey, come on. All right. Camping or recording your podcast? Which one's better? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I got to say, dude, recording a podcast is like like doing this gets me juiced. It gets me amped. So, But like being in the wilderness, like camping, just soothes my soul. Uh, I would say probably camping because this is my job. It's crazy. Podcasting is my job. So probably camping, bro. So we got camping. Do you want uh, camping or Italian food? Camping. Camping. Camping, but camping or- has to it has to encapsulate like fishing, hiking, sitting by the fire, s'mores. It's gotta it's gotta encapsulate the whole thing. It can't just be like sitting in a campsite and do nothing because that's low key boring. Ah, uh, here you here's here's a good one. Uh, camping or CrossFit? Oh man, here's the truth. CrossFit hurts a lot. And I think the reason we talk about it a lot is because every CrossFitter feels like a survivor in a sense. Like we made it through. Uh, so I'm still going to go camping, dude. I'm going to go camping. Well, that messed me up because I was going to say um, CrossFit or Scientology since you both like to run your mouth about your religions. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go, you go CrossFit or veganism because you both can't shut up. About dude, <laughs> the CrossFitters are worse than vegans and Scientologists put yeah. together. Can't stand hey, them. How do you know <laughs> someone's vegan? How do you know someone's vegan? Because they won't shut up about they'll it. They'll tell you. Yeah, they'll, they'll t- tell you. Dude. <laughs> they'll tell you right away. If you're, if you're listening to the show and you're vegan and you're offended right now, that's the point of that bit. Caden, uh, yeah. this has been so much fun. Like having you on, getting to hear your story, getting to have some serious conversation. It was uh, therapeutic for me. I hope it was therapeutic for everybody else listening. And I just want to give you some space. Like, shout out your network if you want to. Shout out the show, uh, your studio. Where can people find you? Yeah, so I have a podcast. It's called Questions with Caden. You can find it on every single platform you listen to podcasts. Canceled. Including YouTube, which is cool. You can see. If you want to see our faces while we podcast, go on YouTube and check it out. Um, You can can go to CadenFabrizio.com and check out our merch that's coming out. Um, Get on the newsletter, the mailing list to find out when podcast episodes drop. I also want to shout out Life Audio. Come on, somebody, for being the best podcast network ever. Trev, let me do your job real fast. Hey, shout out Life Audio. If you would like, go to lifeaudio.com and check out tons of other podcasts like this one and Questions with Caden. They have amazing mm-hmm. podcasts. They got ones on parenting, on Bible studies, um, tons of options for you, really. If you want a faith podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. You'll find one. They're incredible. Life Audio, we love you. Shout out T-Raw Tommy the dog. Yeah! Uh, hey, Tommy, and Delaney. We got Delaney. David Bingham. 
Kelly, goats. Kelly. out there. We love you, Life Audio. You guys are incredible. I have a meeting with Delaney tomorrow. Um, yeah. But hey, Trev, I want to say this too. I think I shouted myself out enough. Um, Trev, I'm grateful for your friendship, bro. For real. I'm grateful for who you are. I'm grateful that um, you're unapologetically you, and I love that about you because there's no one else like you. And I love you. You bring me joy every time we talk. I believe in this podcast. I'm crazy honored that you let little old me on this thing. Little old me. You're like, taller you than have, me, I think. I'm I'm pretty tall, but I'm, I'm what are a you, nobody. Six so two? I'm six two, yeah, but I wear boots a lot, so it makes me like six four or six three, which shout yeah. out boots. Yeah, dude. Shout out to boots. I'm a five seven and I'm always in crocs, so let's go. You're five eight on a good day though. On a good day, that is true. But yeah. dude, the joy thank the you. Lord on you makes you six foot. Uh, I disagree with that. I'm still the same height with that. <laughs> but, dude, like, thank you for all the kind words. Thank you for making time for this. It's been so much fun. And uh, if uh, you guys are listening to this and you're struggling right now, know that there are resources available to you. Uh, heart support, death to life, beneath the skin, uh, to write love on her arms. All these amazing resources are linked in the description below. Don't feel bad for reaching out to help. You're not a burden on anybody. We love you guys so much. And that's what this show is about so if you took nothing away from this but got some good laughs which i think would be hard because caden you did bring a lot of value to this um <laughs> like thank god like i just i want people to walk away from these and feel a little bit less alone yeah. a little more whole and a lot less stiff after listening to this like loosen up life doesn't have to be that yeah. serious like no, you don't have to do crossfit or scientology I think, I think yeah scientology it helped me but it might not help you shout uh, out tom cruise I, bro shout out tom cruise actually i watched mission impossible two days ago actually Good dude movie. top gun was a box office hit but Un- uh leah remini she'll uh, she'll whistle blow everybody i'm gonna get canceled for this show so yeah, bro, we're gonna gonna to edit a lot of this because uh, no we're not on the line <laughs> no um, we're not <laughs> hey take some deep breaths if you're out there i think a lot of a short breath we like take some deep breaths breathe in the goodness of the lord me and my 810 the joy of the lord is your strength um and i think you're gonna have a great week i really believe that for you If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.